0: Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 63. Today we are doing our second in the intro to the Proving Box series, and we are going to talk about leadership in the context of food safety. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another recording of the podcast. I'm super happy to be back. Here this week. I was um, I was traveling last week, and so for those of you who watch the podcast live on the Proofing Box, well, <laughs> sorry about sorry about missing that. Um, I'm super happy that you're joining me this week. Great topic this week. Lots of things are going to start to come together in the next couple weeks as I do uh, the podcast. If you are not already over on the Proofing Box, come join us on Facebook on the Proofing Box. I will do the podcast here. I do the podcast every Thursday, most Thursdays, <laughs> and then um, after I after I finish recording the podcast, there'll be this pause. And then I'll have office hours, and y'all can ask me any questions that you want. And I actually, I got a question from a client, um, which I think everybody would benefit from me answering because it talks about, it, it, it's, uh, it talks about the difference between food code and like what a HACCP actually is and that sort of thing. So I will be addressing that during office hours. If you have questions that you want me to answer during office hours, just um, put them in the comment section on the Facebook page. And I will, um, I will make sure when I'm, done, when, when I'm done broadcasting the podcast, I will get um, to those comments. I will read them and I will answer those comments live. So stick around for that. Hopefully we will not have the tech problems we had last time. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. So anyway, um, I want to acknowledge everybody's time and thank you so much for joining us. It means the world to me that you're here. It means the world to me that you listen to the podcast if you like the podcast share it so uh, you know there's really not a whole lot of people out there combining coaching and food safety consulting and you know i was i was talking with my coach last night and the reason i do what i do is because i think that the work that i do and the conversations that i can have with all y'all can transform uh, Rural economies through food food is a quarter of the world's economy and if we get this right and we continually seek to get this right We can really transform not only local agriculture and food production, but our rural communities I don't know if you guys know this but for every job uh, On a farm seven jobs are created in your community. Okay, and that's not that far off for food manufacturing as well all right, food, like I said, food manufacturing, quarter of the world's economy. And so if we apply the tools that I teach around managing your mind, which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about today, we can, I mean, we can literally change the entire course of our rural economies. And that is the conversation I am engaged in. I am engaged in changing uh, rural economies to create wealth and community for the people who live there. (laughs) Because it's fun. It's an adventure. And it like fills me with love and light to be able to go out. And you're going to hear some stories um, today based on uh, some of the work that I did last week. That is just truly, I mean, it's like humbling, I have to tell you, to go into some of these communities and be able to do this work. I love it. I love it so, so much. And so anyway, um, if you would like me to come into your facility uh, and do this work with your team, drop me a DM, send me a note, uh, uh, carrier pigeons, if they were still around, I'd take carrier pigeons. But email also works. Info at derogofoodsafety.com. I would love to talk with you. We have amazing programs. And today's podcast actually came out of uh, me writing the workbook for... February, so for those of you who are unfamiliar, I run a membership program called the Power Group, and I um, teach every week. I give away all of the document template, HACCP plans and standard operating procedures, all that good sort of stuff. My clients have access to me to answer questions, and depending on your level, I will like write your USDA plans for you and hold your hand through USDA or FDA inspection or your SQF audit, right? And the, I, so I, I, I'm now about to complete a year of doing this and we're going into year two and I'm completely rewriting everything because as my father used to say, uh, everything worth doing is worth doing twice, wants to learn how to do it and wants to get it right. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm rewriting, I'm really rewriting the books, uh, because I have learned so much and grown so much with my clients this year. It's like really pretty fabulous. And in February, I'm actually tackling head-on leadership and teams because in March, we are going to be talking about um, how we work with others in our workspaces. And I don't know that too many other people are talking about that in local food and food manufacturing, but I sure am. So I'm doing this intro to The Proofing Box because this is what I'm doing with my clients in the upcoming year. So I would love to have you join us (laughs) to do that because it's pretty amazing. But as I was writing my February workbook, I realized what I really need to talk about is leadership and why leadership is important. In the circles that I run in, everybody talks about leadership. I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I'm a veterinarian, I'm in January going to be in Chicago presenting at the AVMA, Veterinary Leadership Conference. Like, I have always had a leadership conversation. However, I really don't think a whole lot of people really see themselves as leaders. And today, we're going to absolutely turn that on its head because I want to tell you all, y'all are leaders. And and as, as we go through the podcast, I will tell you why. And what the results I'm really trying to create with this podcast, you know, we're all about creating results here at Derigo Food Safety, which is why it's the top, you know, like top left corner of the proofing box, is uh, what results are you creating? And the results I want to create through this podcast today is for everybody listening to understand that they are a leader. You, my friend, are a leader, and that really means something. Okay, let me help you understand that, because the journey of leadership is a journey that we all have the privilege of undertaking, and we've all been at um, the mercy of people being in charge versus being in leader, being being a leader. Okay, probably we have exhibited leadership. Um, you may have questions about, well, I'm not in charge of my place of employment. How can I be a leader? We're gonna cover all of that. So. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast while we dive into this most important cornerstone mindset topic. The reason I do this sort of mindset topic, so in the proofing box, we always talk about results. How do you have to manage your mind to get those results? And then what's the process of getting there? Everybody always wants to ask me the how. How do I write a HACCP plan? How do I write SOPs? How do I pass USDA grant inspection? Totally get it? Thing is, though, is that I can tell you all the how, and I have told people, and people have spent epic amounts of money with me, which I truly appreciate, um, learning the how and not doing the work anyway, okay? Until you learn how to manage your mind, you're never going to be able to use any plans that I give you as an asset in your business. What do I mean by that? Well, around here, we talk about the six assets of the business. I swear I talk about this on every single podcast, but... When we repeat things (laughs) and I repeat things to you, it's so that it can actually sink in. Because I was out with clients this week and I promise, I was with CEOs, people like people who run seven and eight figure businesses, and they don't see their minds as an asset in the business, okay? I promise you the number one asset in any business, in my business, okay, in any business listed on any stock exchange, in any small business, whatever, is the mindset, is how management understands and executes uh, the thoughts, feelings that they have on a day-to-day basis. All right, that's how any business lives and dies. Well, the next most important asset in any business is the same thing in the employees. How do the employees understand their thoughts and feelings and then how do they act out of that so that they can create results for the company, right? For their boss, for their their, their customers, however they define them. And then of course, a huge asset in the business an asset without which the business wouldn't even exist is the trust and credibility of the customers. And, you know, there are lots of different ways of looking at this, you know, your trust and credibility can be, rate, can, can be measured in a lot of different ways. How many people are on your email list? That's pretty, you know, that's what a lot of people say in MySpace. Um, and the activity of your email list. Um, in food production, I think one of the ways that we, remem- we we measure trust and credibility with our clients is how many people buy from us a second time, <laughs> okay? Anybody can make a sale once. Can you make a sale over and over and over again and keep delivering value and manage yourself so that you can keep delivering value? Once you have those three things in place, the other three assets, products, processes, and then like the equipment and facilities and stuff like that become so much easier. (laughs) Okay. And so I want to talk about leadership today so that I can help you make your life easier. Right. And so the, when we talk about, um, the, the, the proofing box. Okay. The proofing box, I named it that way because what is a proofing box? A proofing box is a place where you put your batter, whether it's a sausage batter or a bread batter. Okay. And add heat and humidity and stress that batter out some. Okay. So that it rises and grows and changes or it ferments and drops its pH or there is bacterial, there is bacterial activity that changes the nature of of the product. Okay. That bacterial activity that we see in our bread or in the, in the, in the salumi batter or whatever, that is the work that you do on your own mind. Okay. (laughs) And, The result of understanding your leadership is to actually, you know, you will actually end up transforming everything within your own proofing box. You will manage your mind better. You will create better results in your whole entire life. And you will know the how because you will just go out there and start doing things. Okay. I I don't tell people how to make salami for a living. I help them understand how they make salami and they just have to keep failing forward until uh, the USDA lets us get it right. Hmm. All right. And so when we are looking at taking those broad results, leadership, you know, I mean, I get that's really super broad. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But when we take that, what does that actually mean in everyday living? Well, those are the projects that you are in charge of, all right? Projects that you are in charge of at work, whatever they are, all right, are, an, are a way for you to, to show up to leadership, to create leadership, um, and to exercise leadership, And I, so I want to, I want to bring this home with a a story that, um, I, that I experienced at my clients last week. So super good people and they have a, um, they run a vertically integrated operation. And so, which means they have a slaughterhouse and processing. And we were talking, we had a training with the sanitation crew because the sanitation crew is like the cornerstone of food safety in any plant, Right. And I was talking with the sanitation crew, talking to them about their standard operating procedures and and what it means within the context of of the USDA. And it occurred to me while I was talking to them that they just see themselves as a cog in the greater wheel of the company, okay? Because that's, you know, I mean, that's what a lot of us uh, see in ourselves. One of the reasons I got out of corporate America and got out of the Army (laughs) was because I didn't really want to be a cog. Um, but as I was speaking with them, I recognized that they saw themselves as a cog in a wheel. And what I decided was what we're going to do to help them understand how vitally important sanitation is to uh, a process is to have them understand what their projects are. What the heck are you talking about? You say to Dr. P. Well, guess what? Your sanitation crew. If you run a if you run a uh, a food manufacturing company or you're in a food manufacturing company, your sanitation crew is in charge of a very key product, <laughs> and they are the thus they are in charge of a very key project, which is a clean facility, and you can think of any. Um, any room in your facility as a project that needs to be managed, right? And then you break it down. Well, what's one of the easiest, if you're looking at sanitation in a room, one of the ways we break down what the heck needs to be done is through a concept called work instructions. Well, walk into the room where you bake the cupcakes, for example, all right? And look at all that different equipment. And what you would do is, is you would write work instructions for cleaning and sanitizing that equipment. You know, your, stand, your Hobart stand mixer. All right, I promise you, nobody is born knowing how to take apart, clean and sanitize a Hobart mixer So I am confident I couldn't do it well, <laughs> okay? I can tell when it's clean. All right, but I don't know that I would really be able to take it apart to clean and sanitize it in the most efficient manner um, that gets the results that we need, which is clean and sanitized surface for us to do production the next day, right? So who's the expert in figuring that stuff out? Well, it's the sanitation crew, right? It's the sanitation crew that knows or can figure out, because they have to do it on a daily basis, how to break down the equipment all right, clean it, sanitize it, put it back together. Do they do it 100% correctly every single sort of time they do it? No, absolutely not. But the process of teaching these folks how to do work instructions was completely illustrative and gave us a handle on how to do so much more within the factory, starting with the people who actually have the biggest effect on food safety which is the sanitation crew and the people who actually touch the food. I promise I do not have that big of an effect on food safety. I document it, but documenting food safety and having actual safe food, two different things. Okay, and so what the project we created was work instructions. What would it look like in your facility, whatever your facility is? to have work instructions. Now, I will tell you, you can have work instructions for an awful lot of different things. You can have work instructions to write software, my friends, in a lot of places do. So what does it look like to have work instructions? And what does that mean in terms of leadership? Well, the very first thing I had to do with this crew was I had to enroll them in the idea. I had to sell them on the idea that they are leaders. And I asked for a show of hands. Okay, so this is a this is a second shift sanitation crew in a rural community. Okay. So I'm, you know, y'all are probably a lot of you are from rural communities. So you know who gets to show up, who, who, who applies for those jobs and, and those sorts of things, okay? These are generally good people, all right, and, and I, it is my privilege to work with them. These are good people who are, for one reason or another, haven't reached a lot of educational attainment. There are other things going on in their background, um, and they are, but these are the people who who we have to work. And we may not, we may be their very first job, okay. And with the, I don't know, six, eight people in front of me, I asked them, has anybody told you you're a leader? And even the team leader, <laughs> okay, who I identified as the team leader, but the, I'm not sure that the, um, up until I was there, that the my client did, Nobody said yes. So this is six people that have gone through an American educational system. Some of them have their GED. Some of them um, actually graduated from high school. And nobody in their entire lives has ever taught them that they are a leader. Is it any wonder that they don't really see themselves as leaders? (laughs) How, How much in your life has anybody told you that you are a leader? Because I promise that you are, even if the only person you ever lead is yourself. You know, when we're in the Army, when, when soldiers, when enlisted come through in the Army, the first person they're taught to lead is themselves. And you do not get promoted to the NCO Corps, the Non Commissioned Officer Corps, uh, without a significant level of leadership. But that leadership starts at boot camp with leading yourself to get through boot camp, to do all the things necessary to get through boot camp. So when we look at the proofing box and we look at the results and the projects and products that we're trying to create, and we say we're trying to create a a manufacturing environment full of leaders who can tackle their own products and own processes, and we're creating, in this instance, work instructions Imagine if everybody who touched your food or cleaned your facility could write work instructions for the work that they do. How would that change your manufacturing environment? How would it change to have all of those people look at themselves as leaders, look at themselves as the leaders that they are? That is the mindset management that we do with the Proofing Box, okay, is coaching people to leadership, <laughs> which is what I'm doing with you right now, right? However, that being said, that can be a really challenging transition for a lot of people, okay? First of all, on a personal level, um everybody's monkey mind, as we call it in, uh um, in Buddha, like the Buddhists call it the monkey mind. Many of y'all do meditation. It's the, you know, your brain going off into left field when you're trying to like focus on your breathing. Uh, will your, your monkey mind will always come up with the same story that you have always told yourself, um, around holding yourself back. Okay, the same story of your childhood, of being a fraud, of not being a leader, of not finishing projects, of not being good enough. It all comes, like, I promise, no matter who you are talking to, it all comes down to uh, not being good enough. (laughs) Okay. What does it look like to look at those thoughts, um, okay, with integrity, acceptance, and compassion and say, huh, that's super interesting. (laughs) All right. All of your thoughts you all have heard me say, all of your thoughts they are optional and if you are if you are able to step away just enough to be able to watch your thoughts and it's a very simple process to do this right to step away just enough to watch your thoughts, then you all of a sudden are not your thoughts because you, my friends, are not your thoughts, you are not the stuff that goes through your mind, the good stuff or the bad stuff, okay those are just thoughts you think 65,000 of them in a day they don't define you no matter how much you really really identify them identify with them okay when you look at a process like writing down work instructions it was fascinating with this team because when i explained to them what they were going to do i think most of them didn't believe they could do it they literally didn't believe they could do it like they we handed them pads of paper with pens and they're like what is this crazy lady asking us to do okay because nobody had ever asked them to do it before nobody had ever told them they were the experts in breaking down this equipment and cleaning it and so it was fascinating so we went out to out onto the floor we had three different stations so i guess it was six people writing work instructions and we took, broke them up into teams of two and we sent everybody to the different stations and then We went as a group to the different stations and we agreed on what the work instructions were. And you know what we found out? We found out that not everybody calls the equipment the same thing, okay? I decided to call it George because we couldn't agree on what this particular brake saw was actually called. So we agreed on what the break stop was actually called. Can you imagine trying to do your job and you're trying to explain, go clean this piece of equipment and the person to whom you are explaining this doesn't know what piece of equipment you are talking about because they call it something else. Like that's the beauty of work instructions and that's the beauty of trusting the people who work for you, that they're all speaking the same language because we all got ourselves on the same page. (laughs) Okay, so, that was absolutely fascinating to watch them manage their minds to say, "Ha, huh, I really can do this. And it was just a very small, small shift in belief, but just, you never know, you know, it's like the pebble that starts the avalanche. You'd never know what is going to shift the belief enough that radically changes somebody's life. Right? Um, And I, you know, that's why it's such a privilege to go into these places and to work with people and demonstrate that to them their own leadership, right? When you start watching your thoughts and believing that you can do things that you never thought you can do, like leadership, that is the process of mind management. So much like writing work instructions for whatever it is that you're breaking down and cleaning, Okay. Understanding and watching your thoughts is your very first step of leadership. Okay. And that process is really super easy. It was, I, was, I mean, it's easy and it's hard. <laughs> it requires consistent, consistently consistent commitment. Um, but it was described by Julia Cameron in her groundbreaking work uh, 25 years ago, um, whose, of course, name I'm completely blanking on. Um, but Julia Cameron uh, and the Artist way there you go it's the artist way and it's the process called morning pages and it's taking a taking a notebook and writing three pages of your own thoughts and then i've added to it just do like you write down your own thoughts okay and you put a little plus sign for all the thoughts like you write them all down and put it down for like 5 minutes come back to it with a fresh cup of coffee and you reread what you wrote, and you put a little plus sign for all the things that are positive, and you put a negative sign for all the things that make you feel negative, okay, because remember, thoughts cause feelings, and that's all you do, and the process of learning to watch your own thoughts can radically transform your own life, because then all of a sudden, you recognize there are thoughts that you don't have to believe, all right, you don't have to believe the I am worthless thought, and you can work with somebody to, like, not believe that thought and that work is transformational, but it all starts with understanding your own thoughts and implementing the process of writing, okay? So you'll notice leadership, and if you talk to leaders, so I, of course, came up through the Army program uh, and the general that ran MedCom, which was my the command I was in. I'm a veterinarian, so we were part of the medical command. He really encouraged all of his officers to read and write every single solitary day. I promise all of you have a book in you. You all have a book in you, and the process of writing, all right, can transform you and help you understand what you are thinking. And you start with writing about your own brain, and then once you get that under control enough, What's amazing is, is then you're able to write so much more at work and standardize so much more at work, and that gets into lean processing. So I promise the two are very, very tightly correlated. And when lean processing, you know, y'all can go look it up, you can read the Toyota Way. All right, when we talk about lean processing, it is a process predicated on writing. Oh, okay. Predicated on saying, this is what we think here, and this is how we do it. That is your very, 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 very basic first step of leadership, is to get out pen and paper and say, what do we think here? How do we do it here? All right. And if you can define that, you can do anything in your business, I promise. Absolutely anything. You can find any process. You can decide any how of how to get something done. Okay, so that's what we have. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. If you're not already on the Proofing Box, come join us. If you are on the Proofing Box, tell a friend. Give me a Christmas present, guys. Uh, Tell a friend and ask them to join the Proofing Box. We have uh, lots of good things going on in the Proofing Box. I have tons of people who someday y'all are going to be brave enough to, like, ask your questions on the page. I promise if you have the questions, somebody else does too. Uh, So anyway, with that, y'all have a week full of awesome. I will be hosting a podcast next week. Um, And then in the final week of the year, I'm super excited because I'm going to, if it all works out, my brother is coming back on the podcast and we are going to be talking about inventory control for small businesses. Which I know, for like nobody else talks about that, but hey, that's what we do here (laughs) at the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute. We talk about the things nobody else will talk about. Okay, so that's going to be a super super good podcast. We're going to be doing um, step three of the five pre steps of food safety planning next week. Um, I I will probably be doing that live. If not, I'll record it and put it up. All right, thank you so much. Have a week full of awesome. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in The Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.